0: Okay, so we are in chapter letter 23, and we're discussing the difference between causing godliness to come down by collective communal study and godliness coming down to an individual person studying. Now, when a person is learning Tyra through the garment of Tyra, God illuminates the soul of the Jew who seeks him. Now this search for God can take place either during prayer that precedes your study of Torah or during your actual study of Torah. When we say that we're kaira ba which we would translate as reading, studying the Torah, kaira also means to call. We're calling God through Torah. When we study Torah, we're resembling a child who's calling to his father, asking him to come to him and be with him. And that's why Tyra is called light. As it says, that he garbs himself in light as with a garment. So this verse refers to the degree of illumination diffused by the Tyra, which, like a garment, is finite. Now the faculties of our soul are inherently limited, quantitatively and qualitatively, and the light that emanates to the soul has to be integrated within its faculties, and therefore that illumination has to be so therefore, we have these people that seek God, and they're tremendously aroused at the time of prayer. Their hearts rejoice in God and exult and delight in the pleasantness of God as becomes revealed through the covering in which God garbs Himself, which is Tyra. And from this garment of Tyra, the illumination comes to the soul like with a bolt of lightning. And this is the reward for the study of Tyra, which is fixed in the soul of the person who is laboring in Tyra. Now, when we're saying it's fixed in the soul, that means this reward is received by the soul, not only in the world to come, when the soul can apprehend rewards that are cannot be obtained in this world, but in this world as well. And since this kind of reward is a finite degree of illumination, It can be received by the soul even as a soul within a body. And that's why we're saying that even a person who has an individual studying Tyra and does not have the special advantages of studying with others, he also has a reward. And this is the reward he has. This limited degree of illumination from Tyra is going to fuse with the limited faculties of his soul. But when we speak of a higher relationship of what we call indwelling, that the divine presence will. This is an intense radiation from the light of God that radiates within the soul and not within its inherently limited faculties, because this radiation is without limit, without end. So it can't be integrated and internalized within a finite soul, but it encompasses it, it surrounds it like a transcendent light. So, all the levels and faculties of the soul, from the highest to the lowest, are surrounded by this infinite divine light. Now, just as the divine presence hovers over all Jews in an encompassing manner, even when they're not studying Torah, this indwelling of the divine presence is brought about by the congregational Torah study. And since this illumination is infinite, it's primarily transcendent. As we have the verse in Psalms that says, May the pleasantness of the Lord our God be upon us, establish upon us the work of our hands. Meaning we're asking that the pleasantness of God, which has appeared through the work of our hands, in our involvement in tire and the commandments, be, rest on us from above, be upon us, in an encompassing manner, because it's infinite. So it can't be vested within a finite soul, finite intellect, and that's why we can't apprehend with our finite intellect, the delight, the sweetness of the pleasantness of God, the unlimited splendor of the divine presence that is now established and resting upon us through the work of our hands and our communal study of Cairo and our joint fulfillment of the commandments. So to create this infinite illumination, as we're seeing, it's by when a number of people study Torah together, when a number of people perform the commandments together, and that's why our sages said, in this world, there's no reward for the performance of the commandments. In other words, since this world is finite, it can't be a vehicle to receive the infinite revelation of God that's drawn down by the performance of the commandment. This world can't have infinite life only when the soul will be divested from the body and unencumbered by it. And even then, even at that point when the soul is unencumbered by a body, the soul only receives this life through God's kindness. And that's where our stage is taught that the God gives the righteousness the capacity to receive the reward in the world to come. Meaning, even after the soul is divested from a body, we still need this gift for us to be able to receive infinite godly energy. Now angels, of course, can't receive infinite godly energy as uh, the Baal Shem and the Maggit taught, that if one angel were to stand in the presence of a gathering of ten Jews, even if they weren't saying play wrong, but the divine presence rests whenever there's ten Jews, there would be such an infinite terror and dread on the angel because of the divine presence that the angel would become completely nullified. It would cease to exist in its current identity because it would be so obliterated by the sanctity of these 10 Jews congregating together.